There is a word from the Lord this morning that is found in the prophetic writings of the book of Zechariah, chapter 10 and verse 1, as we continue the year-long series, which is entitled Restore, Support, and Strengthen, which is our theme for this ministry for the year 2021. This is another message uh, in this series. Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1. We've chosen the New Living Translation as the version that we are reading from on today. Verse 1 of Zechariah chapter 10, and it reads, Ask the Lord for rain in the spring. The New King James, just so you know, says latter rain. But ask the Lord for rain in the spring. For he makes the storm clouds. And he will send showers of rain. I love this clause. So every field becomes a lush pasture. Ask the Lord for the latter rain, for the springtime rain, for he makes the storm clouds and he will send showers of rain so every field becomes a lush or green pasture. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject, Lord, let it rain. Lord, let it rain. Somebody, wherever you are right now, just lift those hands and says, let it rain. Let it rain. Listen, my brothers and sisters, my neighbors and friends, to those of you that are worshiping with us this morning, it has been said that for some people, perhaps the hardest thing to do in times of personal crisis is to simply ask for help. Uh, that seems like a no-brainer, but it really isn't. It is very difficult for some during their worst times to simply turn and ask for help. You ask why? Perhaps there are various reasons why some really do struggle when it comes to asking for help. Let me suggest a few reasons to you. Perhaps they are too prideful to acknowledge that they really do need help. For the Bible says pride comes before destruction. Two is perhaps they have a sense of feeling as if they are undeserving of help because of their role in creating the crisis. Pause for a moment and think about that. Sometimes the enemy beats on us so much with guilt and shame. The enemy sometimes makes us feel as if we are beyond help because we have caused this on ourselves. We've brought this on ourselves. People will often remind you it's nobody's fault but yours. Because of that, there are some who are reluctant to seek help. And then perhaps the third reason why some find it so difficult to ask for help in their times of need is that they genuinely believe that it is impossible for anyone to really do anything about their current situation. There are people who feel as if why 
us because there's nothing anyone can do about it. So they carry the burden themselves. They walk around harboring, holding on to that struggle and that burden. Now listen, I submit to you that these are some of the same reasons why some, even some of us, are reluctant or refuse to ask the Lord for help during our most difficult times. Yes, perhaps some of us are too prideful to acknowledge, Lord, I really do need your help. Yes, perhaps some of us feel as if, Lord, I, I brought this on myself. I caused this. I should have known better. That's why I'm ashamed to even go to you and ask you for deliverance. Or yes, even perhaps there are some who genuinely believe that even the Lord cannot help them. I've had people say to me, unfortunately, Pastor Jackson, save your prayers. I don't even believe the Lord can help me out of this situation. I remind you and I remind all of us of what the psalmist writes in Psalms 46 and 1. When he writes, God is our refuge and strength. And then he writes, the King James puts it this way. The New Living says he's always ready, but listen to what the King James says. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. That means that God is always there. He's our rock, as Janelle and the team sing. He's our refuge. He is a very present help in our times of trouble. So, the question is not, can or will God help in times of crisis? But do we, listen to this, trust him enough to ask for help? Mm. Or do we have the faith to believe that he will when we ask? Keep that right there on that board. Do we trust God enough to go to God and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. Thou withdraw thy hand from me. Tell me where shall I go? Do we trust God enough to ask for help? And when we ask him, do we have the faith to believe that God will do it? And even if he doesn't do it, do we have the faith that those three incredible young men known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who said that we know that God is able, <laughs> but even if he doesn't do it, <laughs> I still know that God is able. My prayer life has grown over the years. When I was a young believer, my prayer life was all about, God, will you do this? God, please do this. And as I became older, my prayer life evolved to, Lord, I know you're able to do it. And if it's your will, do it. Please do it. But even if you don't do it, I still believe that you're able to do it. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I've learned to trust God even if God does not grant me everything I desire. Because I serve a God that is able. The reason I can go to God is because I believe that God is a very present help. God is able. Somebody ought to just encourage somebody right now 
and just send a message that says God is able. Put it on the message board. Let it stroll uh, on your instrument. God is able. God, see, because the simple words sometimes are the most encouraging ones. See, I, I, I've been around long enough to not to be impressed with deep sounding uh, theological uh, words that impresses you with someone's intellect. And I, I've sit under enough preachers now when I so want to scream, don't impress me, encourage me. I, I really don't need to be impressed by your intellect. I just need to know God is able. Any, anyone just want to know God, encourage someone in your family, on your job, in your community. God is able. Woo. We serve a God who is able. Listen, as we transition to the text, let us examine what our text says as it relates to this manner of seeking help from God and knowing that God is able. The text is found in the writings of the book of Zechariah. This is a very uh, intriguing, unique, and I would say uh, cautiously a somewhat uh, controversial book. It was written by the prophet Zechariah. Zechariah, we know, was a prophet, but also, like Ezekiel, it is believed that he was also a priest. Why? He was of the tribe of Levite. It is believed that his grandfather was of the priestly order. It is also believed that Zechariah's father perhaps died when he was a young person. Zechariah uh, inherited the mantle of his grandfather. He became both a priest and a prophet. So he had a double anointing. It, is, it was written, this book uh, was written for an express purpose. Uh, in Zechariah's mind, to a select group, not knowing that centuries later, it was written for the world. But in his mind, he was writing to the people of Judah, the people of Israel. He was writing to the descendants as well, perhaps as some themselves, who had survived the Babylonian captivity. They were descendants, family members of exiles uh, from Judah. Remember, they were 70 years in captivity. And many of their descendants were born in Babylon. So Zechariah is a contemporary of Haggai. Difference between the writings of Haggai and Zechariah is, is that Haggai only wrote for five months. And then he went off the scene. Zechariah's writing, it is believed, covered years. And this is where the controversy comes in. Because it is believed by some that it was written by two people by the title or the name Zacharias. I subscribe that it was written by one prophet and that was the man Zacharias. And so he writes this message uh, to encourage those who were the people of God to trust in the promises of God. Listen to this. As it relates to their destiny. <laughs> Zacharias says, I know your ancestors have endured a great amount of struggles, hardships, and trials. You have gone through something. But I, I'm writing this uh, to encourage you to trust in God as it relates to your destiny. For, Zacharias says, God had promised your ancestors that he would bless them. And listen to this. And through their blessing, God will bless the whole world. In other words, they were to be blessed to be a blessing. Please don't miss this because, see, I think we have gotten it confused uh, in this new century, in this new age. Everyone seems to ask God for a blessing to have a blessing. 
Ah, go with me. We, we ask God to bless us so that we could be blessed. And, and, and God says that has never been the plan. God says you are blessed to be a blessing. And that's why you sow your tithe and offerings into the storehouse to help others. That's why you reach out and help those that are least fortunate. Because God said, I've given you resources. I've given you blessings that you will not have room enough to receive it. Not so you can build a new barn and put your new blessings in your new barn. But I bless you so that you can be a blessing. Not so you can get on social media and brag about your new car and your new house and your new job and your new business and how well things are going for you. Somebody ought to tweet back. Somebody ought to message back and say, now remind me, who have you helped? If you're doing that good, if you got that many cars and you're making that much money and you got all of those big houses and, and you got all of that, remind me, who have you blessed? Because we are blessed to be a blessing. Ministries are blessed to be a blessing. We're not blessed to build kingdoms to ourselves. We're not blessed to have monuments with our names on it. And that's why I tell the folk at Bible Way in South Carolina, Columbia, there's nothing anywhere with my name on it other than my oldest son. <laughs> that's the only thing that has my name. And I tell him, don't let me down, okay? Uh, so because at the end of the day, it's not about honoring Daryl Jackson. It is not about a monument to an individual. It is about something to God. Now, there's nothing wrong with honoring people, but we've got to understand you ought to honor folk who have blessed other people. When we see the A.C. Jackson Wellness Center, it's because he was a blessing. When you see other things, they were. Jenny R. Jackson, she is and was a blessing. We honor people who've not done anything but, but enhance their own ego. I'm sick of egomania, egotistical people who are filling the airways and taking up my precious time bragging on themselves. We are blessed to be a blessing. May I preach this? So the Lord goes on and shares a series of revelations with his servant Zechariah. And the Lord does this through eight nighttime visions. Uh, these visions were given to encourage the people of God. And here again, where perhaps the controversy stands, there are some who think that this is all prophetic and messianic, and all it is really talking about is the millennial and the second coming. But I submit to you that Zechariah's writings perhaps speaks towards that, but he talks directly to these people. And he shares these visions. Visions that were given to encourage the people of God for the challenges that were ahead of them and for the controversy and for the uh, hardships that were to come. In other words, he speaks not only about the famines of their past, but he speaks about the famines that are to come. He speaks about the droughts that they have not yet seen. The final two visions of this great man of God, Zechariah, 14 chapters in the book, one of 12 minor prophets. His final two visions include detailed prophecies concerning the future blessings that the Lord had in store for the people that would remain faithful despite their circumstances. In other words, God uses Zacharias. It is, this book is a, is a book that is compartmentalized in two areas. Chapters 1 through 8 is totally different from chapters 9 through 14. In fact, which is leading others to write, there must have been two Zacharias. But I believe that one God can speak to one man about two different time frames. And so he speaks to Zechariah and he tells him in the second part of the book 
that I'm going to speak prophetically to the people and let them know what I'm going to do on their behalf. And such is the case as people and scholars all over have quoted Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 1. But I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that in order for you to get a full appreciation of Zechariah 10 and 1, you must first examine 9 and verses 16 and 17. Uh, it is believed that verse 1 of chapter 10 is a continuation of this latter part of chapter 9. Look at what the Lord says in uh, chapter 9, verses 16 and 17. He says, on that day, the Lord, uh, their God, will rescue his people. Woo. And listen to what he says. Just as a shepherd rescues his sheep. And then this is the part that really touches you. They will sparkle. Now, you may not be there yet, but one day when God gets through, you're going to sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. Verse 17, he goes, how wonderful and beautiful they will be. Woo. Futuristic. You aren't there yet, but when God gets through with you, how wonderful and beautiful you. Anybody got enough faith to give God a praise based on nothing but a promise? Come on, somebody. This is a good time to take just a few seconds to praise God. Give God a praise over what you are going to be. What your family will woo, become. Lord, I thank you. Listen. The prophet goes on to write how wonderful and beautiful uh, he says they will be. Then he says this, the young men will thrive off abundant grain. Ah, go with me. He says the, the young, the next generation. <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, mother, he says the next generation is going to thrive because God's going to give them beautiful, wonderful grain. Even the young women uh, will flourish with new wine from the vineyards. In other words, God's going to bless in such a way that the future is going to be greater than the past. Your children and children's children are going to be blessed Ooh. because God is going to do something just for you. And then ooh, ah, we transition to verse 1. In fact, most scholars believe verses 16, 17, and 10, 1 are together because you can't flourish with great vineyards, you can't harvest great grain unless you have a lush field. And the only way the fields can produce a crop is that the fields have to be nurtured and watered. Can I preach to somebody? God says, I, I, I know where you are. Tell them the sea is in the ground. And here's what I need you to do. Ah, chapter 10 and verse 1, which is our text for today, says, Ask the Lord for rain in the spring. Ask the Lord for the latter rain, for he makes the storm clouds. <laughs> ah, if there's going to be rain, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Ask the Lord for rain for he makes the storm clouds and he will send showers of rain so everybody's feel will become a lush pastor can i preach from this i just need a few more minutes to share with you three key insights 
from this one verse and I'll take my seat and we can celebrate together. When I read this, I say thank you God for Revelation because quite honestly, it had been a while since I studied the book of Zechariah. So when I read this, I, I became just just all engrossed into uh, the text and I got into it, Elder Jeff, for days and days and God blessed me and I would read and write and then I would just say thank you Lord. Then I'll go pray and read and write and God says, son, you know I'm talking to you first. Uh, before you serve the meal, you get to taste the meal. Uh, and so I, I just need you to eat this first before you serve it to anybody. So in full transparency, I've already eaten the meal that God is about to serve. And here's what God says. Three key insights from this one verse. Insight number one is this. Uh, the people of God uh, were told to ask the Lord for what they need. <laughs> and God says we have not because we ask not. Uh, ask the Lord for the rain. Now this is where I had to pause and put it away for a day and just contemplate this a little while because I said, Lord, if you know my down settings and you know my uprisings and you know my thoughts from afar off, why do I have to ask you for it? And God says the asking is not to remind me, but the asking is to test your faith to see if you got the right faith enough to ask the right person for what you need. I says, I got it, Lord, I got it. You don't need me to beg you. You just need enough faith to see if I have the faith in the midst of what I'm going through to ask you for what I need. I need a blessing. I need a miracle. Is there anybody want to join me for 30 seconds to say, Lord, I need a breakthrough. I need you to touch my family. I need you to heal my finances. I need you to turn the situation around. Ask God. Ask God. Somebody ought to ask God. Ask the Lord Woo. for what you need. Do you need it? Ask him for it. Do you want it? Ask him for it. Get specific with God. Lord, I need you to heal this son. I need you to deliver this daughter. Not just all my family. I need this member of my family. Say right now. Can I preach? Should I preach? I feel like preaching. I feel. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Lord, I need you. I need you. I need a breakthrough. And then, then, uh, to continue this first insight, uh, you've got to look at verse 2 is a continuation of the first insight. In verse 2, the Lord says through the prophetic anointing of Zechariah, don't go to the wrong people. Our problem is that we've been seeking guidance from the wrong people. The Lord says stop seeking guidance from fake spiritual advisors and fortune tellers and, and people who interpret dreams and people who can read your horoscope. For they are not the people that got a word about your destiny. And everybody on the airways are not from the Lord. Everybody who writes a book, who's got a blog, everybody who's got a ministry is not from the Lord. Just make you sure you seek the right source for what you need. Go back and read verse 2. He says, don't ask the fortune tellers. Don't ask the fake spiritual advisors. Ask who? Somebody say the Lord. Where does all your help come from? It comes from the Lord. In fact, don't even ask Pastor Jackson. 
<laughs> because I can't do what the Lord will not allow. You can cut out the middle man. I'm the middle man. Uh, you've got permission for me to cut out the middle man. And I just want the record to reflect on the Jeff. I don't work on commission. So I, I don't get commission with the more prayers I submit. And so I just want you to cut me out and go straight to the Lord and say, Lord, I need a blessing right now. And then, do I have time? Do I have time? I got time because I got to get to the second insight. This second insight is absolutely the key to the whole message. Here's what God says. Whew, that will blow your mind. Not only should we ask the Lord, but they should ask the Lord for the right thing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the key. At the right time. Here's what Zechariah says. He says, ask the Lord for King James says the latter rain. Now, before you think this is all about Acts chapter 2, just take your deep spiritual hat and put it aside. And just view this literal. Ask the Lord for the springtime rain. And I had to dig in this. And I said, Lord, if you mention a certain seasonal rain, what do you have in mind? And then my research said to me that in Judea, in at that time and even today, there are two main seasons of planting, growing, and harvesting. There is something that's called the planting season there, in which the seeds are planted in the fall. Now, note that Israel is still a very dry place. It rains in bucket loads when it does at certain times. Then it dries up for months and it doesn't rain at all. And here's what God said. Here's what Zechariah knew. There are times in our life in which you have to ask God for the first rain. First rain is in the fall. It is to get the ground saturated. It is to get the earth in a position to receive the seeds. And when the farmers, the first century uh, in Jerusalem and the geographical area prayed for rain in the fall, it was, I need you to send enough rain that it will work the soil so that the seed uh, can take root in the soil. That's the first rain. Saturate us, Lord. Send it down so that when I plant my seed, it will be on fertile ground. And then months later, months later, first rain is usually in October, November, the fall. Months later, farmers there would pray a different prayer, Pastor Matt. They would pray not for the first rain, the former rain, but I need you to send a seasonal rain. Why? Because the seed is not only in the ground, but the crops are coming out of the ground. We can see what we have planted. We can see uh, the ears of corn. We can see the blades of wheat. We can see the vineyards which would have the grapes. They're out of the ground. It is the spring. They are beginning to budge, Lord. And we don't need the former rain. We need the latter or the seasonal rain. Now we need a rain that refreshes that restores we need a rain that refurbish because the seed and the plants are already there it doesn't have to be like it used to be but send a seasonal 
You know that picture that we put, put it back up here, DJ, uh, that we use the graphic for today's message. I want to show you an illustration of what the ladder ring looks like. Here is, here is the ladder ring. The ladder ring is ring. <laughs> when the sun is still shining, the crops are already out. Lord, I, I don't need you to saturate the ground as much. I need enough rain that allow the immature crop to grow to become a mature crop. So I need you to refurbish me, restore me, strengthen me. I need you to support what's already coming out. And so Zechariah says, in the spring, Pray that God will send the latter rain. Can I preach to somebody? 2020, March of 2020, and the months that followed, that was the former rain. We needed a hard rain uh, in 2020 because we went through a whole lot and we had to plant some seeds in the ground on 2020. But I'm hearing God says they were in the ground and now things are beginning to change. The season is about to change and what we planted is coming out 2021. God is turning it around and is already coming out of the ground send the latter rain so that the enemy will not wither away what is coming up somebody ought to give God a praise somebody ought to give God a praise brother father somebody ought to give God a praise somebody ought to clap your hands and say Lord send the latter rain my child is already blessed. Don't let the enemy steal the blessing. My family is already blessed. Don't let the enemy steal our blessing. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. Somebody ought to take 30 seconds and give God your best praise right now. Send it. Send it. Send it, send it, send it. Woo! Send your neighbor a text and say, let it rain. And say, let it rain. God is about to send a springtime rain that will water your crops that are already coming out of the ground. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Has not seen, ear has not heard. Get ready, God is about to do. Oh, y'all are gonna make me hurt myself. Hold on. Can I tell you something? Pastor Willamay, God dropped this in my spirit between the 8 and the 11. That's why I got to do two services, because I get new revelation in between the services. God dropped this in my spirit. God says, what you prayed for in 2020, you don't have to pray for in 2021. Who am I preaching to? Who am I talking to? God says, what you needed for me in 2020, you don't have to ask for that in 2021. You've already come through the worst of it. Now I see the flowers coming out of the ground. 
You just need a season of rain. Send it. Send it. Get ready, get ready. Put it on the board, DJ. Put it back. Put it back. Put the image back up. There it is. There it is. There it is. I see the crop. You're not watering the ground anymore. Matt, you're watering the crop. You're watering the harvest. You don't have to water the ground. You're watering what has come out of the ground. Send it. Listen. Leave that up there. Leave it up there for a moment. Y'all don't need to see me. Just see that for a moment. Whew. And here's the third. Here's the third and the final. This is why I want you to leave this up there. The third and the final takeaway insight. God says, send the rain. Send the showers of rain. So every field will look like that. <laughs> Who am I preaching? Everybody's house. Y'all take that off the board. Just listen to me. I need y'all to see the field for a minute. That's right. Thank you. Every field. Everybody's house. Everybody's life. Everybody's finances. Everybody's health. God says, and every field will become a lush. Even if you don't have sense enough to pray for yourself, you ought to thank God for folk in your life that knows how to pray for the latter rain. Because when God sends the rain on Columbia, it's just not for my house. Everybody in the neighborhood got rain. Everybody's yard got rain. Why? Because God sent it on your Listen, I'm done. Third and the final instinct, insight. Now you can put it on the screen. The blessings of the Lord will benefit them all. The text says, and he will send showers of rain. And hear the words that I've underlined. I want you to see this. So every field, ooh, somebody ought to take a picture of that. And so you ought to tell your neighbors who live next door to you, you are blessed because you are living next to a person who's already said, Lord, let it rain. And when it rains on my house, it'll rain on your house. And when God blesses me, God will bless you. God says, I'm going to send that. So that every field becomes a lush pasture. Woo! Get ready, get ready, get ready. Woo! Let it rain. Somebody throw those hands up and say, Lord, let it, let it rain. As we conclude this message, the question is, do you have trust in God to ask for what you need? And do you have faith to believe that what you ask for, God is able and willing to do it? Somebody right now ought to just throw those hands up. Bishop Paul S. Morton wrote and produced this song. In fact, he has sang this song from this pulpit as he had visited us on several occasions. The song is really, really simple. I like simple songs if you haven't figured it out yet. God, he says, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Ooh, ah, ah, 
somebody just text, send, message, tweet the words, let it rain, exclamation mark. Open the floodgates of heaven. Ah, Let it rain. Then Bishop Morton says this, and I like it. I feel the rain. (laughs) And he says this, it's raining. (laughs) Ah. In fact, thank you, Lord, for this instant revelation. God says it's raining right now. The sun is shining outside, but it's raining right now. God's watering your crop. (laughs) God's watering the field of your children and their children. (laughs) Mother Jackson, God is raining over your grandchildren's houses (laughs) in their lives. God's raining, Mother Lumpkin, uh, on Wacto Road. (laughs) God's raining, Deacon Lumpkin, over your life right now. God says 2021 is going to be different from 2020. God's doing something that only God can do. The fields are green. The harvest is coming up. The the former rain, we prayed to water the ground. Now, Lord, water the crop. Keep the crop refurbished. Keep it revitalized. Uh, Restore Refresh, strengthen that which has already been planted, which is coming up right now. Come on, Janelle, come on. Uh Thank you, Janelle. Thank you. Uh Let it rain. Uh Yeah, yeah. Let it. Let it rain. Lord, let it let it rain in 2021. Springtime is coming. It's coming.
approaching spring and the Lord says that the spring rings purposes different than the fall huh? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. that's for me <laughs> y'all have to excuse me because 2020 I went through the fall season <laughs> the ground was hard <laughs> unsure did not know how things would turn out but I see the crop coming out of the ground <laughs> I see what I planted in 2020 it's now coming out of the ground in 2021 and Lord I, I need a different kind of rain I don't need the former rain. I need the latter rain. I need the seasonal rain. I need the springtime rain. Uh, I just need you to rain on the crops uh, so that they won't wither under the sun. <laughs> I need you to rain on what you have already produced so that the enemy cannot take it away. Thank you, Lord. We're turning the corner. Who am I talking to? Someone right now under the sound of my voice, God says, you are turning the corner. And, and we are praying that God will send us what is needed to restore and support and strengthen us during this season in our life. We need this latter rain. We need this seasonal rain. Let us touch and agree wherever you are. Doesn't matter where you live. Doesn't matter what you're going through. If you're in a position where you can pause for a moment and just stretch forth your hand. God instructs us to ask for a reason. We're not asking to inform God of what we need. We're not asking so that God can find out what we need. He already knows what we need. But we're asking to confirm our faith and our trust in God. Verse 2 says, don't, don't go to the fortune tellers for rain. See, during droughts, the people of Judah would go to anybody who would sow a word in their spirit. They would give their money to anybody, soothsayers, fortune tellers, people who share false dreams just to give them false hope. And God says, you don't need to go to the false prophets to get false hope. What you need, just ask God for it. If you need your family delivered, God deliver my daughter. God save my son. God, I ask you to take the spirit of alcohol out of their life right now. I ask you to return them to where they ought to be in their walk with you. They are already crops out of the ground. I've already raised them. I took them to Sunday school, Lord. I, I, I sowed into their lives. Ooh, the crop is already out of the ground. Now send the seasonal rain so they won't wither away somebody your finances your career your life your health God says I'm going to do something in this season of 2021 you've already survived 2020 you've already plowed the ground planted the seed and the crop have already started growing it's green already put the image back on the board for a moment it's green already the fields are already ready. All you need is something to, to nourish it, to refresh it. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Bow those heads, if you will. Eternal Father, we thank you. We thank you for this message, for this series. We thank you for this season of our lives. Thank you, Lord. We've come through the former season. We've come through the season in which the ground was hard. We had to plow the ground, plant the seed. And now we see the blessings 
we see what you're doing. We ask you to refurbish, to restore, to nourish, to refresh. I thank you for what we need in this season. Bless ministries all over this country. God, I pray especially, I want to take a moment to pray for every minister, every person who's working in ministry. And I know it gets tiresome. I'm hearing you say, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season at the right time we shall reap a harvest of blessings if we faint not. God, send the spring rains, send the latter rain on their ministry, in their lives. To those who are faithful worshipers, who so miss collective worship, so miss coming to their places of worship, worshiping together. Lord, let them not become weary. The crop is already out of the ground. Don't let them wither under the sun, but send the spring rain that will nourish that will restore what is already there. And we say thank you. We claim it already done. In your son Jesus, the Christ's name, we pray and give thanks. Wherever you are, come on, join in right now. Call that number on the screen. There's a number on the screen. There's a contact. Let us pray with you, for you. Come on, let us pray with you. Listen, for the benediction as we have done since the beginning of this year, we invite you to sow a $7 seed into the vision of not just this ministry, but of what God is doing for the kingdom. We are so excited about the future. For every week, we have met with the developers, and as we speak, we are before zoning now. Developers have already submitted their plans, amen. We know what God is going to do. Not only are we building senior housing, we shared that in the vision statement, but what I failed to put in the vision video are the workforce housing that God is allowing us to build. Housing that are specifically for those that are like teachers and first responders and others. 240 units, 240 units, amen. We, we came, we overcame a major hurdle just on last week, and God is blessing in a major way, and I am so ready to make an announcement, but I'm holding off until I get finalization, amen. Uh, but what God is going to do is going to be so magnificent that it's going to blow your mind and I already believe and that's why this message was for me God says son you don't have to pray that I make the ground fertile the ground is already fertile <laughs> you've got to pray that I just re-nourish and that I restore and refresh the crop that's already coming out sow that seed of seven dollars amen we're so grateful. We have exceeded, and I want to say this proudly and not boastfully, we have exceeded even my expectation of what we would do with this offering. And I want you to know that not one penny of it has been spent for anything. We, we've been able to save every last penny to sow it into the future and the vision of this ministry. None of it would ever be used for payroll, light bill, any of that. It is your vision. And I was meeting with someone just a couple weeks ago, and they were saying to me, Pastor Jackson, my wife and I, God has instructed us to sow heavily into the senior citizen village community. We're going to support that. I left there just rejoicing 
and I could not help but hear the words of my dad that simply says, I told you so. I told you if you trust God, God will always make a way. We're going to do this because God has instructed us to do it. And it's not about promoting the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. It's all about the kingdom. It is all about giving God the glory. So thank you. Sow that seed. Amen. Continue to trust God. Sow it for your children, your grands. Sow it for other people in your family. Amen. Thank you so much. We had someone just, just last week, two weeks ago, sent a $700 check. A $700 check. And we say thank you. And I want to say thank you. I'll thank you to this, uh, to this brother. I'm not going to call his name right now. But this is in honor of his wife and daughter who passed away. And he sent a check for $700. And every penny of it went to the vision under their names. Why? Because for generations to come, they will see those who supported the vision. Thank you. Thank you in advance. Let's trust that God will continue to do what God said he would do. One more time. Come on, Janelle. Come on, praise team. Thank you so much. Everybody, wherever you are, open up. Lord, let it rain. It's about to rain on your finances. Everybody, one more time, open Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, may it rest, may it rule, may it abide with us, not just today, but tomorrow and forevermore. And Lord, as we end this service, continue to remind us that it is raining as we speak over our house, over our families, over our careers, our health and our finances, over all that you've put under our care. We thank you, Lord, for the harvest that is to come. Now bless us as we leave this place, but continue to allow us to dwell in your presence. In your name we pray and give thanks. And those that love the Lord, said amen, amen. Let it rain. like to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're moved by this message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. If you desire prayer, don't forget to call 1-888-776-1238. Again, that number is 1-888-776-1238. We'll have someone to pray for and with you. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website, that's bwcar.org.